Hello, this is Sarah Hanchar, and I am your host for Hi, I Think You're Nice, a podcast where I talk to a nice person about nice things for about an hour. And today my guest is Brittany Kravitz. Hello, everybody. Yay. Uh, Brittany has been my BFF since middle school. Mm-hmm. The seventh grade. The seventh grade. You, we met, technically we went to the same middle school. Yeah. But we didn't really see each other. Right. Until we had... What was, drama what, camp. Drama camp. Oh, what was it called? Metastages? Mm-hmm. That was um, the name. And I was ogre number two. And I was a narrator. You were a narrator with a symbol. <laughs> yeah. I was a narrator like one and two because somebody dropped out and then I got double lines. What? Yeah. Brittany is <laughs> able and ready to take charge. <laughs> I was ogre number two. Ogre number one never failed. <sighs> that was good. Didn't you have like a real big mask? I did. And stuff. Yeah. That, gosh, that camp was awesome. Uh, yeah, that was, that was run by the, the Leonard. Um, it was Joanne Leonard and Bob Leonard and State College. And they, they ran a great camp. Yeah. We did oodles. Yeah. Actually, that wasn't even camp. That was classes, I think. Yeah, that right? was during the year. And then we did camp like later on. But yeah. Yeah, it's like every Saturday for a couple months. That was awesome. And then we did a whole little show. Mm -hmm. So anyway, thank you, Metastages, for building our friendship yep. with narration and ogres. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Brittany have I known and I have known each other forever. We're both from Belfont. And Brittany has had a really cool career path. Um, of course, what we're going to talk about today is not what she's currently doing for a living. Um, well, we can get into the sort specifics. Of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> um, but you are, you, you went to Boston University. That is correct. I went to Boston University and I did my bachelor's degree in marine biology. Mm -hmm. And the reason I picked that is because they didn't have like zoology or anything else that was like animal related. That was the closest thing that was like animal related that I could major in. Really? Like as a specialization. Yeah. You'd think BU would have more critters <laughs> than, than just water critters. I don't know why. Well, I think they had, they had some like relationships with some like marine labs and things around. So that's why they had that one. I mm -hmm. think. Um, so basically I just wanted to like do stuff with animals. So that was what I chose. So, cause like, if you just do biology, it's a lot of like med school people and stuff. So it's not necessarily uh... about animals. Yes. <laughs> it's just straight general biology. Yeah. And yeah. come on. People biology. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> we want to talk about uh, critters. Um, yeah. I remember I visited you again, this is way back when, and you were working in the Boston Aquarium. That's right. It's the New England Aquarium, I think, is oh, the, the, the official, the official for real. But it's in name. Boston, yeah. And I was an intern in the penguin department. And oh. <laughs> so basically that meant like on Saturday or Sunday, I don't know, sometime in the weekend when I didn't have class, I would take the subway down to the pier. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta, gotta go to the pier. Go down to the pier <laughs> on the blue line, the Boston subway. Uh, and then we would, it was kind of interesting. It was kind of like the penguin department in 
particular. There was only like two actual zookeepers, I think, that like worked there, got paid. So they had like interns doing like a lot of the work for them. Yes. Um, so I don't know if they still do that or not. But at that time, at least in, in the summer, especially because like college kids are off in the summer and stuff. But so we would go and you would, I think they did two feedings a day and one cleaning. Yeah, that sounds right. So like in the morning, you would, everybody get in the wetsuits and then get into the exhibit and it, it was, like, just a big, huge pool with, like, fake islands in it. <laughs> yeah. And they were, they were you had so, a couple different types of penguins, right? Yeah. Kinda there like were three up. different kinds of penguins in there. African penguins, rock hoppers, and little blue penguins. Oh, They're the tiniest penguin. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. They're so small. They're indigenous to, like, Australia, like, Tasmania, down there. Um so you'd get there in the morning and then you would you get in the pool. Well, I think we like prep the food first and then get in the pool, scrub the poop off everything. <laughs> I think what a lot of people don't realize about animal uh, getting into any sort of critter care, be it zoology, what have you, trainer, etc. There's so much poop. There, yeah, it is the bo- good 30% of your life is poop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just yeah. so much oodles of, of poop, dumpery days yeah, to cope at with. at least 30%. So you've got like <laughs> 30% is like preparing food. Okay. 30% is like cleaning up poop. Yeah. And then the other 30% is just like every other miscellaneous task that you have to do. Nice. <laughs> it might be more. It might be like 40, 40, 20. I don't know. <laughs> There's so much. It's It's, yeah, well. You put all that food in them, and then, and then it they got to come how, out the other side. Yeah, they don't know how to use a toilet. No idea. <laughs> oh, a little penguin using a toilet. Actually, penguins will <gasps> like what? Po- point their butt like out and like shoot the poop out. <laughs> like they can aim that poo. <laughs> like a weapon, or I think they do it like when they're nesting. They try to shoot it like out, away, away, away from, from their from house. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you put on, I interrupt you, I'm sorry. So you put on your wetsuit, you hop in the, no, you're not scuba diving. No, you, it was like just a, have a waist to, high water probably in there. Okay. And that's and just the, to keep you warm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause actually in that aquarium, it was the water, it was like the ocean water from the harbor that went through a filter and like came in. So whatever the temperature was what outside in the water was the temperature it was in the water in, in the exhibit. That's a really cool engineering feat. Mm-hmm. So they had salt water, which is nice yeah. for them to like be able to have salt water in there and yeah. everything. Yeah. So then you would spend the like, I don't know, I don't remember how much, an hour and a half or something. And you'd have, hopefully you had like at least three people because if you didn't, it would take a really long time. Yeah. <laughs> and scrub off all the rocks as best you can. And then they would do the feeding. So you'd have like, usually in zoos, they feed penguins by hand because a, you want to know, like, how much everybody's eating in case somebody stops eating, and then you know, like, oh, they're mm. sick and they need vet care. Yeah. Or there's a lot, because they're in captivity, they live way longer than they're, like, really supposed to live. Okay. You know? <laughs> so then they get really old, and then they have, like, arthritis or other problems, so then they'll put medications, they'll, like, stuff the medication in the fish. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure that the right penguin, like, gets, gets that fish. Gets that fish. Yeah. So they all have little, like, bands on their legs, different colors or patterns. So that's how you can tell, like, who's who. And then, so you got to account for everybody, and then you have to, like, 
record down like how many fish each of them ate and like did they take their pills or not (laughs) yeah charles won't take his pills today he just won't he's being really stubborn well that's what i because i watched you because um if you've never been to this aquarium it's sort of the 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 center it's round isn't it i think yeah it's round so there's like a to go all the way up, it's several s- floors, and you kind of has like a spiral ramp that like goes all the way up to the top. And you can look down the center of it. So like, let's say it's a really tall donut, and you're looking down the donut hole, <laughs> and that's where um, you can see the, the the penguins in their environment. And so I watch I watched you feed them the entire hour and a half <laughs> because for for one, there I was really proud of you because Thank I'm you. like that's so cool, and um. There was you. There was one because you talked to me about like the the pills and the fish uh, for for the certain penguins, and one penguin would not eat that fish, would not eat it. So Brittany has her hand out, and this penguin's just biting the shit out of it. Just and Brittany, I've you have the most perfect placid <laughs> face, as if the bird and you were having a nice discussion about the weather. I would have been like, please eat the fish, eat it. And you're just calm and you would dunk it in the water to like make it more appetizing, I guess. Or you like do something. I don't remember. I think it was just to make it like more slippery. Like it goes down easier. Yeah. If it's wet kind of a thing. You had your technique and it was (laughs) enchanting to watch. And I don't know if that penguin ever, I think you, I imagine he ate it. I don't know. That was actually the oldest penguin in cap. Activity, I believe what? she was like 40 something years old um, 40 year old and, and she was blind oh so it's part of the reason why she was just like chomping around everywhere oh. she <laughs> so wasn't she mad was, at it she just couldn't. well I I think she's a little grouchy in general too because in like penguin years she was like 150 or something <laughs> but yeah so you, she couldn't see like where the fish was so you had mm-hmm. to kind of like touch her beak with it and then like try to get it in there and then she would just be like chomping all around and then yeah so it was hard to get her to, <laughs> to eat oh i didn't know that she was that was a million year old penguin which yeah. kind was she that was an african penguin yeah you like the rock hoppers right you yeah said they had the best personality they do have the pers- best personality yeah <laughs> and they have like weird feathers sticking out of their head so they're pretty cute anyway the yellow yeah and the red eyes yeah, they have red eyes, and then they're called rock hoppers because instead of just like waddling around like the other ones do, they like hop with both feet, like bing, all bing, around. Bing, bing, yeah, yeah. And they're really cute. They are cute. Were Were they all together, or were they like segmented off from each other? Uh, the two larger ones were all in the same area, and then there was like a barrier for the little guys. Mm-hmm. So the the little blue penguins had their own. Their own deal. So they didn't get pushed around too much. Sort of like there's the big dog park and the little dog yeah, dog park. Exactly. <laughs> so that way your German shepherd doesn't eat your Pekingese by accident. Yeah. Um that was a I I was yeah. It's really cool to see your friend do something unique and exciting. And I was I was just so proud. I told like little children next to me. I'm like, that's my friend Brittany. And I bet you could do that too. As a little girl, I'm like, there's that's my friend Brittany. And I bet if you ever wanted to learn to do that someday, you could too. Because inspiring the youth. Well, because how many times have you seen, or at least when I was a kid, I'm like, whoa, how did they get to do that? Is that even a real person? Like an astronaut or something. 
how many steps does it take to get that? Oh, it seems un- unattainable. Um, well, so- if you'll do it for free, it's actually pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've learned. <laughs> uh, I think at the Shed Aquarium, you can volunteer. I mean, I think you need to pass a, a series of uh, proficiencies to illustrate that you're capable of doing the job. But at the Shed Aquarium, you can scuba and clean and stuff in, oh, wow. in one of their That's dealies. Awesome. And that is awesome. And it's free. So if you do it for free, yeah. <laughs> but I think it also takes a very particular type of uh, ability and mindset to handle that. I wouldn't, like I said, I would not have been so placid <laughs> being bitten that much, even if it was like a million year old. I walked a dog in Chicago. Um, I was a dog walker there. And I had to just, she was so mean. She was like a 14 year old, a bigger dog and everything hurt. And poor thing. So I like had to lift her butt and like walk her down the stairs, like a wheelbarrow kind Aww. of, because her front paws were okay. But anyway, um, but she was just so crabby and I'm like, oh, you sweet old angel. You're so, <laughs> anyway, that's my old animal story. Not nearly as exciting as an old penguin. Um, how long were you there? I don't remember. I think like a year and a half, something like oh. that. It was the, like in the end of my degree i think i did like a summer internship the summer before i graduated i think and then i was a volunteer on the weekend for a little while my senior year and then i had to stop because i needed to study and i needed the time for that but yeah it was about at least a year something like that you were there for a while yeah and was that job easier or harder than when you worked at a grocery store (laughs) during that same time (laughs) um (laughs) Depends on what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) If you had to choose between scrubbing a rock with poop on it and the weaponized poop machines and being bitten or work at a grocery store again, (laughs) what would you choose? I would go for the poop. (laughs) I'm with you 100%. (laughs) Because at least penguins can't yell at you. That's true. (laughs) They just can bite you a little bit and then hop away. Yeah. Yeah. And they only weigh a couple of pounds, so. That's yeah. true. They're so little. <laughs> if you need to just, like, pick them up and move them, you can. Customers frown upon that <laughs> if you try to pick them up and move them. That's if true. they're being a pain. Mm-hmm. Like, if that lady's mad about her pineapples, you cannot just yeah. shoo her away. No. <laughs> I've tried. But yeah. You, you call the manager over. That's what you that, do. That's what you do. That's, yeah. a, that's how you shoo. Yeah, that's how you dunk it. You can't dunk them. <laughs> you cannot dunk them in the salt water to make them. <laughs> they should just have a dunking booth for all the bad customers. <laughs> oh man! Um, which brings me to my next thought. You worked at a zoo. Well, before that, wait. You did the Boston Aquarium. Mm-hmm. Then I, I lived did- in Pennsylvania for a while. And you worked at the Raptor Center, right? Yes. And ladies, gentlemen, and everybody, it's not about dinosaurs. <laughs> um, the raptors are the birds. Well, technically, birds are dinosaurs. <gasps> so That's true. That's what happened. They all died or they evolved into birds. They all got real little. <laughs> really small. <laughs> well, some... Ostriches are pretty big. Yeah, that's true. They're terrifying. They are terrifying. If you ever... <laughs> Have a chance to be close to an ostrich. They are genuinely terrifying. Have you had experience with ostriches? I went... So when I worked in the zoo, if you had time and the people that worked in different sections and you had time, sometimes 
you could they would like let you in their section and like show you around cool um so i think that was like right before i was gonna leave the zoo so i'm like i better like see everything before i go yeah um so i went down to like we had an african savannah type exhibit that was like a huge open like field like acres and acres and acres and they nice. would um which is really oh, I nice remember that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That so was there's really like beautiful. elephants and rhinos and stuff in there and so i went down there and one of the keepers had like some of the ostriches were in like a enclosure like a smaller enclosure near the barn so i got to see them and i saw the feet first so they had this like <laughs> i was inside the barn and they had the gate was closed so all i could see is like their feet standing outside the door because you're they, those feet they're huge <laughs> They're like the size of a dinner plate. No, probably. that's too big. Yeah. Those bird feet are too and big. No, they don't look like bird feet. They look like dinosaur feet. That's what they look like. The talons? Kind of. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have like really sharp talons like a like a eagle or a hawk or something. Mm-hmm. But there's like sizable claws on there. And then they have the scales on their legs, which are actually like exactly the same as the scales on like a crocodile or something. So those legs on their, the scales on their legs are the same thing as, as a reptile. Really? So the feathers are really just like scales that evolved into like more fluffy form, but they're like the same material that like keratin material. Friends, we're learning a butt ton about (laughs) ostrich legs today. And I am genuinely pleased. That's, is it nature amazing how it's like, Cool, crocodile, you're going to look like this. You know what? Splurge, let's put some pants on that ostrich <laughs> and give it the same textile. Yeah. Let's give it the same. <laughs> That's... And actually, crocodilians are birds closest relative, genetically. But they're so different. But are they? <laughs> look, they lay eggs, right? Yep. They... Got oh, scales. Have they have scales. They're air breathers. And they fly. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> That would be terrifying. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, going back to the Raptor Center, mm-hmm. that was also volunteer stuff you did yes. there, right? Yeah. So if you want to become a zookeeper, it's very, very, very difficult because there's only there's a very limited number of zoos, right, in the United Correct. States. Yeah. So not it's not like there isn't one in every single like major city. So there's like I, I don't know the number, maybe a hundred. I'm guessing. I'm totally guessing. But there's I, not... I won't hold there, you to it. There's probably like one or two zoos per state, I would Okay. Say. And then, uh, well, like big zoos. And then probably there's like little refuges and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like a very limited amount of jobs. And that's a job that a lot of people would like to have because it sounds like a really interesting job. Um, so that takes a really long time to get a job as a zookeeper. So I was doing all of that volunteer work to like build up my resume to like try to eventually get a job as a zookeeper. But I was sending out resumes for like a year and a half. Oh, wow. Like, like a lot of resumes. (laughs) And Brittany's a smarty pants. So she did pretty darn good in college and has had a, I mean, you worked it with animals since high school. Mm -hmm. So if that took you a year and a half, dang. And I sent yeah. out, like, every single week I sent out applications to places. So I, I got, like, a lot of – I got several phone interviews, but then I didn't get to, like, have an actual in-person interview until the job that I actually got. Nice. Um. So, yeah, that's why I was doing all these free volunteering <laughs> things. Yeah. Um. Well, that – and you, you have always been – 
you are very passionate about it and excited to talk about it. And that's why, one of the, why I wanted to talk to you about it <laughs> because I loved watching you perform with the, the Raptor show mm. with you get out all your creatures and your leather gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> and yep. then, so were these uh, rescued animals or? Yes. So every. Everybody that was everybody, everybody that lived at the <laughs> wildlife center um, was an animal that had been rescued. So like been hit by a car or somebody shot them. Oh, man. Or they got tangled in a power line. Oh, like no. Something like that. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. But they were there then mm-hmm. and they were getting assistance. They So they get rehabbed. But then the ones that couldn't be released back into the wild because their injuries were too bad, like they're too gimpy, or they can't fly anymore. Yeah, and then we keep them there as education animals. Um, and then they had also inside the building they had reptiles as well, but somebody else did that. I didn't do that section. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had that was another. Th- that one was weird though because they didn't really give me much training. There was just like one day where somebody like showed me what to do, and then they're like, "Okay, next Saturday, it's you." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Okay." That's great. Um, <laughs> really? Because you, you from you my were... recollection, I mean, it was a long time ago, but yeah. I remember it not being like much in the way of training. Because you were, <clears throat> I remember you spoke about all of those birds really well. So that was just stuff you knew. And well, no, I, we had there was like information sheets and stuff. Okay, so I like studied it, and I did watch somebody do it a couple of times. Okay, but you do that show like four times a day or something like that. So it might have all been in the same day. I don't remember. Um, it was too long ago. <laughs> it was. I don't like to think about how long we've known <laughs> each other. Because I was I doing the calculations yesterday. Oh, no. I believe it's 24 years. <laughs> no. I mean, I am very grateful that you've been in my life for 24 years. Um, but I do not like uh, the passing of time. <laughs> if we could just slow that down just for like a minute. Uh, that would be great. Uh, I remember you had the cutest, I think it was an owl. He was little. He was just a little poof. This is at the Raptor show. Mm-hmm. And I loved him. What was he? He was little. He was an Eastern screech owl. Mm. Yep. <laughs> They're so little. He's so little. And they only weigh, I I don't remember the exact number, but I think it was like half a can of Coke is what they, <laughs> how much they small. weigh. <laughs> yeah. How do you get anywhere? You're so little. <laughs> They're so teeny tiny. And we had, a, we had other kinds of owls there too, but the screech owls were like the most nocturnal, I guess. I don't know how to say it, but like they, during the day, if you like went into the enclosure for the other owls, they'd be like kind of awake and they would like mm-hmm. look at you and stuff and like make noises and things. But these ones were like, they were like asleep, like really asleep. Because <laughs> he was in the back of the can. Clearly, yeah. this is like really clear in my brain. <laughs> well, I don't forget something that cute is, is part of it. Um, because you're like, wing up. Because like, yeah. the people want to see you. And it was just the sleepiest little Yeah. Because they had like a little, looks like a birdhouse, basically, mm-hmm. inside their enclosure. So they'd all be in there. We had like three or four of them. I don't remember exactly the number um but they'd all just be in there like completely asleep and then i'd like open the door and just be like sorry guys somebody has to come out now (laughs) because you need to make a memory that sticks with somebody (laughs) for 20 years (laughs) 
<laughs> so they'd be like really, really groggy mm-hmm. and just like looking at you with like one eye, like half open. And then I put them in his little carrier. Mm-hmm. And then, so you get all the birds into their own separate carriers and like line them up where the amphitheater, I guess it wasn't that big, but like the it's a little seating, little stage seating and area, stage and seating area. Mm-hmm. to get them all ready. And then there, we had like fabric over, they were just those dog kennels that are like plastic with the oh, grating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'd put like gardening cloth over the front and the sides so they couldn't see out because it keeps birds or, well, raptors at least are calmer if you, if they can't see anything. Okay. That's why if you've ever seen anybody like doing falconry, they have that hood over the head. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's to keep them calm. Like they won't spaz out. Okay. If they can't see anything. That's how I am on the bus. I just, <laughs> I put on my little helmet so I don't have to see anything. And then it makes the journey way easier to cope with. So, all right. <laughs> it's the same as that falconry one. Too, like that leather hood. It gets a lot. It makes other people stressed out, but I feel calm. It's just so soothing. <laughs> just... It's nice. Um, so you would get out all your critters in, the, in their right in their and trailers. Usually, I would go like biggest to smallest, so they would be like the end one. Mm-hmm. And then when you got them out, they would also like they had already fallen asleep again, like <laughs> in the crate. It's like a cartoon character. Yeah, they fell asleep again. And oh, then you'd have to were. be like, "Hey, wake up, wake up! You got to sit on my f- hand." So you don't fall off. <laughs> little pooter. Yeah. Because they're really cute. You had the, the big guy. So you would have like what? Hawks? Yeah, we had red tailed hawks. We had a couple kinds of hawks. Broad. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember anymore. There's definitely red tail. And we had a golden eagle, but we didn't take that one out all the time because you kind of need two people for that one. Eagles are real big. Yeah. And they're really strong. Mm-hmm. And those talons are no joke. Yeah. So. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. Um, and then we would have some different kinds of owls. So mostly hawks and owls are what we used. We have like the crankiest owl that I have had any interaction with is the, <laughs> is the great horned owl. Just that one in particular? Or no, great horned I think owls, all of them. They're are, very crabby. They're very grouchy. <laughs> Do they have a little ears? Yeah, that's why they're called great horned owls. They have the feathers that stick up on the top of their head. And anytime I would go in there to do anything, they would just be like, (laughs) like, yeah. That's not the noise I was expecting to hear. Mm -hmm. They hiss like a cat? Yeah. So that's bad, probably. So grouchy. Yes. And then the other thing to keep in mind is that if you're going to have them on a glove, they have to have... I can't remember what they're called. There's a special word for it. But they're basically these leather straps that kind of dangle off their ankles. Because mm-hmm. when you have them sitting on your arm, you need to hold on to that. Because if they try to fly, yep. then they can't get away from you. Yeah. Um, so then in order to get them into the kennel in the first place, you kind of have to like creep up slowly to them <laughs> and then grab them by the legs. I hate that. When Patrick's like, all right, we need to head out. He creeps in slowly, grabs me by the legs, and then just... So rude. <laughs> That's not how I enjoy being transported places. Shoves Put... you in the crate. Shoves me in the crate. Thank God he puts that helmet on me eventually. <laughs> uh, so you, you sneak <clears throat> in, grab, just grab him by the legs. So do you tie... 
Do they already have a strappy do on there? Yeah, you, you just leave them on all the time. Okay. Yeah. And then are these a birds that will, some of them will be rehabilitated enough to go out and be free? Or are no, these, these the guys are, who live there? Now? These are the ones that live there. So the ones that are currently being rehabbed, they don't use for education. Because why, why would you want them to get used to people? Right, exactly. And you don't want to stress them out more. It is stressful. I mean, that's one thing about, there's a certain stress level like every single time that we did that. Mm-hmm. because something is, like, catching them, right? <laughs> and that's not your favorite thing to feel, yeah. probably. So, and raptors are not, like, the calmest of animals. Like, they're not mellow. Mm-hmm. They're pretty high-strung in general, except for those screech owls. They were just like, whatever, I'm sleeping. Yeah, they're very babies. <laughs> well, they're yeah. they're hunters, right? Like, they are mm-hmm. on the prowl. Yeah, and, yeah, they're just not easy to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> So I have a scar, a permanent scar, Ooh. from a talon that got in my arm. Oh, can I see? Yes, it's right there. You can't see it as much as before. It's like a puncture wound. Yeah, it does look like a, it is a puncture wound. Yeah. That's from a red-tailed hawk that was like flipping out when I was trying to catch it. Mm. And it wasn't, it didn't even like grab me. It was just like flailing. And just happened its to, legs around. It just yeah. gotcha. Yeah. With its razor claws. Right. So that was the one that was like, hit or miss sometimes we'd use them for the show and sometimes not because sometimes when you go in there and they'd freak out i'd just be like okay fine we're not gonna then today's not the day today for you yep mm-hmm. yeah that's fair yeah um any other any any other journeys with your birds in that um i can talk about feeding them but it's kind of gross <laughs> <laughs> It involves rats or mice. Mice. I don't think we had rats, actually. We had mice and we had uh, chicks, like baby chicks. <gasps> nope, we're not going to talk about it because <laughs> this is a nice podcast about nice things where we gloss over the things that are essential and important and a part of the process, but maybe go, no. <laughs> uh, lab mice I can deal with because, I don't know, mm. lab mice are lab mice. Uh, well, for, they were. Or not, not lab mice. They weren't. Oh, they were already, they were... They, oh, you frozen? Could, yeah, you buy them frozen. Oh, so, actually, yeah. I guess it's, how is that better? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I this the death is outsourced. <laughs> yeah, the death is outsourced. So, um, well, the critters have to eat. Yeah. This isn't like, <laughs> you're mm-hmm. killing mice for fun. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. <laughs> or, or chicks for fun, so. <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, they got to go somewhere from... The chicken plant. So, hey, I am I am not here to pass judgment on what birds need to eat. <laughs> I'll never be that guy. Never. That's good. Uh, the, the interesting part, though, is that you like have certain portions and different like sized ones for different birds. Okay. Because you have to use little teeny tiny like mice for the little teeny tiny owl. So a little teeny tiny owl would eat a mouse. Mm-hmm. But they're so small. Yeah. I figured they ate crickets or something. I think they do in the wild but we had little frozen they call them pinkies they're like baby mice so they're like oh. little teeny tiny they don't have any hair on them or anything oh okay yeah. so they're very small interesting but you'd have to like we had like crushed eggshell or like calcium powder or something mm-hmm. that you'd like roll them all around in there <laughs> you're like the julia child of, uh, <laughs> of feeding birds because <laughs> they needed extra calcium than what they were getting, I guess. So okay. that was, that's something that was weird that we had to do. That is weird. I found, um, 
I find most animal related jobs. I'm like, well, that's weird. There are a lot of weird things yeah. that you wouldn't think about. But it's also a really weird situation, right? Those animals are not supposed to be there. Like, yeah. they're supposed to be in their natural habitat, right? And doing but, and making their own mouse right. calcium yeah. meatball. So in a way, it's like it, that place is fine because like they would have died otherwise. So yeah. somebody saved them. And then they're there to be educational, to try to educate people like, okay, you can't shoot hawks. Like, <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> But what if I want to? <laughs> Don't shoot hawks, okay, everybody? Don't do it. Or like the other thing we would talk about is a lot of the owls there had been hit by cars. <gasps> because what happens is a lot of times people will throw like apple cores or like banana peels, whatever, out of their car window oh. alongside the road. And you think, hey, it's compostable or biodegradable or whatever. It's not hurting anything. Mm-hmm. But it, what it does is it attracts rodents to the side of the road. And then at night, the owls are hunting there, and so they're swooping down low near the road, and they get hit by cars. Let's take this moment to have a PSA of, because I, I must admit, I've thought that before with like an apple core, mm-hmm. and you're like, well, I don't want the sticky apple core on me for the rest of this eight-hour drive or whatever, and so you just chuck it out the old window. So, okay, noted. Don't do that <laughs> anymore because of the, the chain reaction of possibly an owl situation or some other critter Mm -hmm. so good note anything that eats mice will be closer to the road then interesting yep so like draculas and (laughs) dracula well vampires remember interview with the vampire at the end oh yeah (laughs) when all he's eating is rats (laughs) i forgot about that part (laughs) it's the bummer part i guess a lot of it's a bummer part movies that's a lot of bummer parts. It does. It does. Being melted or, or being on fire is probably one of the bigger bummer parts. Anyway, I make out this part out. I don't know. I don't want to upset vampires. Um, you know how vampires are. They're, they're, can't take a joke. They can't, and they're very vocal. Um, uh, so now the feeding part that I remember when you were in the zoo so what was the zoo? North Carolina Zoo. It's in Asheboro, North Carolina. It's a beautiful facility, and Brittany was uh, a wonderful tour guide. And she showed me the fridge. <laughs> she showed me the fridge where all of... Because you worked at the aviary, again. Mm-hmm. You've always been more or less bird-focused. Bird-related, yes. Yes, bird bird bird-centered. <laughs> uh, scent bird. No, that's terrible. Um and you showed me the fridge, and there were just various buckets of nightmares. <laughs> there was the millworm bucket. There was a cricket bucket. There was just so many buckets. And I pro- I don't know if I showed you that one. There's also a fly larvae oh! container. Do you mean maggot? That is what I mean. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is a nice podcast about nice things, but we can say the, the, the maggot word. Yeah, the M word. <laughs> um. But calling them fly larvae is much more we, genteel. Yeah, people call we call it that just because it doesn't sound as bad. <laughs> um, and I remember you, of course, either for your animals in the aviary because mm-hmm. there was a beautiful dome sort of thing where the birds were just flapping around doing their thing. And right. Brittany had a little basket filled with crickets, and so she just fistful of crickets into the basket. And then she goes out to the aviary to feed the birds and she's just 
flinging these crickets. And people are also just walking around because it's an open exhibit. There's a little walking path where uh, guests need to stay. But I'm just watching Brittany fling the crickets. I'm like, you're going to get in somebody's hair. And there's going to be screaming. And it might be me. Um, and then I worked in theme parks for eight years and I wish I had crickets to throw at people. <laughs> like I wish that I did. Yeah. I, I don't recall ever actually hitting anybody. With I don't a think you ever did. You had very good cricket form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was actually, there's like a special basket that's designed for that purpose. And it's like a cylindrical basket with like a funnel on the top because crickets are too stupid to like figure out how to get out of the funnel. Okay. So, yeah, you just chuck them all in there and then pass them out. <laughs> Everyone take one. Take one, pass it down. And it was like a free flight aviary. So, like, it, every, it's like a, a rainforest inside of a dome, basically. Ooh. So it was really hot in there. <laughs> yeah. And humid. That zoo in particular has a really huge horticulture department. And so a lot of the plantings and like exhibits have really nice plants as well. And they actually have, I know people don't go to the zoo to see plants usually, but they also had like a lot of orchids and then a lot of plants that had labels on them. So you could also see what kind of plants were in there. If somebody was interested in that, there was one orchid that smelled like chocolate that what? lived in there. Yeah. The, that, you know, that flower that smells like, I don't know why I'm being so gross. That the corpse flower? The corpse flower. <laughs> no, we didn't have a corpse flower. Those are really rare. I think there's only like two places in the United States that have them. I believe at one point, maybe I'm making this up. The one in Seattle, the Seattle Arboretum or Seattle something. Could have been. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's not two, maybe it's like five or something, but it's a low yeah. number. They're not, there's, I think there's one in DC and there's one in like, Maybe the Brooklyn Botanical Garden? I'm oh. not sure. It's, I find that interesting, slash gross, <laughs> slash interesting. Uh, so. But why does it smell like a corpse? Do you know? I do know, <laughs> because that way it attracts flies. Mm -hmm. And then they eat it. And they that... pollinate. Oh. Yeah, that's how they pollinate. Oh, they don't eat the flies? I don't think so. I figured that was a carnivorous. I think it's for pollination. I don't oh. know. Now we'll have to look it up because we're not sure which one it is. Um, I figured, yeah, I figured it was. I don't think that one's carnivorous. It could be, though. I, guess I haven't I just done extensive research on that one. <laughs> because it's so gross smelling, I guess I just assumed, like, you're gross, mm. so you must be a murderer. <laughs> yep, that's how Could I be. Think. It could be. Like, Venus flytraps also unnerve mm -hmm. me. That un... Uh, I don't like it. Inanimate <laughs> objects. It's not inanimate. It's alive. I, I know. <laughs> I don't need to watch it attack. That's very upsetting. <laughs> Although Little Shop of Horrors is my favorite musical. Uh, but that plant can talk. I was playing, side note, I was playing a board game with my family when they were here. Mm -hmm. And it's a game called Dixit. <gasps> I love that game. Yeah, Love so it's so much fun. So you just get a whole bunch of pictures and then you have to make a say a word or a phrase that's like makes a reference for people to guess which picture you've chosen. Right. So I was very disappointed because I made a little Shop of Horrors reference and nobody got it. Nobody got it? Yeah. <laughs> what was the reference? Do you remember? I don't. It was a picture with plants in it. Mm. And then I said, see more. <gasps> 
I would have got you, boo. But I think somebody got the answer right just by, like, chance. Okay. But nobody got my reference. Yeah. So I still got my points, you know. Yes. Got to gotta get those dicks at points. <laughs> I love that game. Um, when I started working at the, the chocolate shop, um, I had never worked in retail before. And Wait, s- what? The chocolate shop is the first place that you worked in retail? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I've either done manual labor jobs, like dog walking, and um, I did a lot of canvassing for stuff. And so You I, did food service, though, right? I did. Oh, God. <laughs> I did food service and was terrible at it. Terrible. Just deeply inept when it comes to, oh, I hated it, and I was bad at it. Maybe I was bad at it because I hated it. Maybe I hated it because I was bad at it. We'll never know. Um, I will never be your server, America. Never. Any hoozle. But when I started uh, working at the shop, like in the morning, I'd have to like sweep. And I, I, would, I sang Little Shop of Horrors almost every <laughs> morning because I was just, I really felt like Seymour Crowborn. The alarm goes off at seven and you start uptown. Oh, just, only it's a nice shop. and nothing will eat you there nor does my boss berate me and make me sleep in the basement not anymore anyway (laughs) we're talking about birds 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 more than you ever wanted to know about birds see i like knowing lots of things about (laughs) well it's just you're such a wealth of knowledge and part of the reason i love this podcast and forgive me everybody who's listened to the other two episodes where i say the exact same thing this is a nice opportunity to sit down and dive deep into something that maybe you don't chat with your friends with about very often. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think we all know amazing people and we have amazing people in our lives and we don't necessarily think about how impressive or amazing their knowledge of, be it golf or wilderness or birds or what what have you. Um so, no, we're going we're to keep talking about birds, Brittany, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Okie dokie. <Yeah. laughs> and at any time, if people are like, I'm tired of hearing about birds, bye. <laughs> That's okay. You don't have to listen to the whole thing. I won't be mad. Um, and even if I am, who cares? Who am I? Just some person. I find that birds are a very overlooked group of animals because if you... If you're a zookeeper and you tell somebody you're a zookeeper, they get like all excited about it. Mm-hmm. But then if you tell them you're a bird keeper, they're just like, oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. So people, that that's not like, those aren't like the sexy animals, you know? Yeah. Like tigers, bears. Give me your cheetahs. Elephants. You your know. rhinos, giraffes, what have you. But you're all great. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> hey, you're allowed to be bummed that... <laughs> Bird, but people, people, the general public are not as interested in birds as mm-hmm. they are in the other categories of animals. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but people love penguins. They Gosh, love people penguins. love penguins. Because mm-hmm. eventually, you moved over from the aviary, the the the, the hot dome. <laughs> what did you call it? The rainforest mm-hmm. in a dome. It was hot. The, yeah. Uh, this, accurate description because <laughs> it's also in north carolina yeah in the summer is when right. i visited especially mm-hmm. that was warm and there were crickets flying <laughs> uh but then you moved over to their penguin dealie right or not penguins so we had an arctic seabird exhibit we had like an arctic what's it called 
rocky coast that's what it's called so it's like the arctic building so we had uh sea lions and harbor seals and polar bears and arctic fox and then also (gasps) arctic Arctic birds yeah they're cute by the way when i worked at the zoo that's the only animal escape we had during my three years at the zoo was the arctic fox (laughs) where'd he go i he just we caught him pretty fast he just was around in the zoo (laughs) Maybe he wanted to check out who else was in town. Maybe. They had just redone the exhibit, and they'd changed the type of caging that was in the exhibit. Uh, so I guess it wasn't quite, like, calibrated correctly or something, and he for... squeezed out. Oh! Mm-hmm. Well, they're... Aren't they kind of small? They are. They're smaller than, like, red foxes that you'd see, like, around here. Um, and they're very fluffy. <laughs> and little. Um, so they changed it to that... A lot of zoos are changing to, it's kind of like uh, tensioned wires, kind of. So it doesn't obstruct your view as much. Oh, okay. So instead of like bars, it's just a lot of wires that are like stretched so they're tight. Okay. In, so that then you can see the animals better. It's like less, I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I do. I do. So that you're not in, in, impeded, impaired. Right, in- right. So if you don't have glass, obviously glass, you can see the best, but you can't hear anything. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like m- more of a barrier between you and the animals. So it almost feels like there's, even though you can see through it, it kind of feels like you're more separated. Yeah. So I guess they're going towards that more using the wire because it's good for vision, but it's also good for like hearing and smelling and <laughs> all of those things enjoying the full tapestry right. of, the, of the zoo animal experience right. yes so when you were in the because wasn't your office in the polar bear or in the polar arctic ex- yes like so you the, shared an office with polar bears essentially not exact so there were two offices in the same building so we had one office and then the mammal keepers had one office oh, okay but we like went back and forth around and we had one kitchen that we all had to use so we had to share the kitchen and then actually right off of our office was the pinniped exhibit so pinnipeds are like seals and sea lions that like family of animals pinniped Mm -hmm. so ped means feet or foot pin i don't know what that is in latin huh something to do with the flippers i would assume so it's like flipper foot essentially probably something flappy leg (laughs) flap old flappy leg (laughs) So this is the flappy leg animal group. Okay, cool. So their exhibit door, like the door to get into their exhibit was in our office. So they had to like come through our office a lot. And when you say kitchen, again, this is not like a kitchen, a break room, or is it? No. This is where you're yeah. preparing. This is the prep, the food prep for the animals. Yeah. Um. So some zoos have the food prep, like a whole different department does the food prep than the keepers. Some zoos do that. I imagine it's huge. It can be really extensive and time mm-hmm. consuming. And if you've got a lot of other things to do. Right. So some zoos do that. I don't know. I don't think a lot of zoos do that, but maybe the really big ones do that. I'm not really sure. But those, those sexy, those sexy zoos, you know, <laughs> with that big zoo money. <laughs> there is no big zoo money, just so everyone knows. Yeah. Um, Except for maybe Disney Animal Kingdom. That's true, but it's not a zoo. <laughs> I know. I but know. That, oh, that's, that would have been so great because um, Brittany was in North Carolina when I had, I saw her on my way down when I was moving down to Disney. And Disney Animal Kingdom does have a lot of conservation and animals 
um, in various places. And they even have a bird show. <laughs> and it was an, a show that I auditioned for. I didn't get it. I'm totally fine with that, by the way. Um, I'm just kidding. I am fine with it. <laughs> if you get mad about every show you don't get, you'll be nothing but mad for the rest of your life. Um, but it was a really cute show. And they would have a keeper. Um, or I guess a trainer. Um, yeah, it's probably a trainer in that instance when they have them fly. Yeah. Because yeah. the, they they were like the beautiful and non-talony types <laughs> of birds. But I was like, oh, that was my dream that I could get that job. And then you could get, be that oh, person. Yeah. That would be awesome. finally our worlds could combine. <laughs> and it was a really cute show. It was a, anyway. It's a, I know Disney says that it's not a zoo. I know. But they are in the Association of American Zoos and Aquariums. This just in, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Because we did trade animals with them. What? Mm -hmm. Zoos trade animals all the time. All the time. Trading animals? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Like a football team? or (laughs) Kind of. Because once you breed yours, you don't want your, like, genetic lines to get messed up, right? So once you have too many that are related to each other you need to swap some animals with others use that's not i never considered that for even a half a second i was like why do they want a better bird like i i didn't but here's also the thing okay this is gonna be some disney shade okay sorry disney it's all right um they can take it so in the trades right you you could only send perfect animals to the disney animal kingdom because they would not accept any animals that did not look perfect and let me so tell you why. If they were missing like <laughs> an ear or something, uh-huh. like no go, no go. Oh, that doesn't surprise me um, because it's got a. <laughs> oh gosh, do I want to go into it? Do I want to go into why I I'm positive? Is it happy? Uh, it's not. It's not mm-hmm. nice. Well, it's not unnice. It's just. Um, how, how, how it is, I guess. Well, I guess, you know, to create a magical utopian environment. It has to be perfect. Otherwise it it breaks the magic, right? But I think we can still love, you know, a hippo with one ear, can't we? (laughs) I can. Um, although they do have manatees that are, they have have oodles of boo-boos on them, Mm. um, at the, at Epcot. I got to scuba dive at Epcot. Ooh. There's a tank. Don't call it that. There's an aquarium, um, and you can you can actually dive in there. They they provide everything for you because they don't want you to mess up the water with whatever you're wearing. Mm, that makes so, sense. So they provide everything for you, and th- you drop in, and it's the most. The water, of course, is crystal clear. There's a million critters in there. There's sea turtles, Ooh. and um, the sea turtles were beating up the sharks, apparently. <laughs> so, uh, because we were nervous about swimming with sharks, because there were sharks, and they weren't the kind that were going to eat you. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like, whatever, it's Disney. They won't let me be eaten, right? <laughs> so we we went scuba diving, and it was lovely, And but they're like, just be careful of the turtles more so than the sharks, and don't, obviously, don't touch anything, don't, you know, swim after anybody, just exist and enjoy but one of my favorite parts was waving at to the visitors. The visitors, <laughs> because uh, the visitors could could watch the the aquarium, and also there's like a restaurant attached to it, so you could like swim down and mm-hmm. and 
like wave and be like be upside down and wave to kids oh, as that's they cool. eat their yeah eat their dinner kids and love that shit they love it it makes them so happy <laughs> and it makes made me so happy like it's so cool again it's that moment of like whoa that's a thing you can do cool mm-hmm. i want to be inspired to maybe do that thing or support friends who want to do that thing so that was yeah a- when I walked, worked in Rocky Coast, so anyway, I didn't say oh, what right. was in there. So <laughs> what was in there? Uh, <coughs> in that uh, section, we had Arctic seabirds. So it was puffins, auklets, and auklets. mirrors. What are auklets and mirrors? They're just other kinds of seabirds. So they, they're kind of similar looking to puffins, I guess. They're all black and white mm-hmm. like seabirds. So Seabirds have that black and white coloration because it's a type of camouflage. Mm -hmm. So the belly is white because if you're floating on the top of the water and your belly is white, if there's some predator underneath you looking up, the white kind of blends in with the sunlight that's coming down from above. And then if there's another predatory bird flying up above you, then you're black on the back and you match the water. So that's why penguins and puffins and auklets and mirrors and all those birds are colored black and white huh now i know i like learning things (laughs) that's really cool and plus they look so hanging so Mm -hmm. they're very dapper and the auklets we had were very they're like a lot smaller than the puffins they're very tiny they're like six eight inches tall something like that that. is little but they were the grouchiest in that exhibit (laughs) (laughs) i remember you said that you probably have hundreds of hours of scuba under your belt because of that's how you had to clean right yeah. you actually had to right gear up entirely mm-hmm. with full mask was it wet or dry suit dry uh wetsuit sorry yeah it, wet, wetsuit in that cold water yeah the water wasn't that it was cold but it wasn't cold enough that you would need a dry suit i don't remember the exact temperature i think it was in the 60s 50s or 60s something okay. like that. that's still depending on how long you're in there yeah so it was cold. pretty cold by the end because you were in there for like an, at least an hour hour and a half something like that basically until you ran out of air and then okay. you came back um so yeah so two people would have to dive every week so we'd rotate like who it was was it every was it more than once a week i think it was just maybe it was twice a week i don't remember now it was at least once a week. <laughs> and this was for cleaning, right? Yeah, for cleaning. So you have to clean, like, as anybody that's had an aquarium knows, you get algae growth, like that green algae mm. carpet. <laughs> yeah, yep. So you had to scrub that off and then also uh, vacuum up some of the poop and stuff like that. Well, you um, have like a, I don't know, what kind of vacuum would you have I don't, down there? Honestly, I can't recall now. I feel like we had some kind of like pool sucker thing, but maybe we didn't. I don't remember. Okay. And then we also had to learn how to do rock climbing with like harnesses and everything because then the rest, so those type of birds nest on seaside cliffs. Mm -hmm. So the exhibit was like half of the exhibit. If you're standing in the visitor area looking at it, the bottom half was underwater. So you could see them swimming around underneath. And then the upper part was like cliffs made out of uh, fiberglass. (laughs) Okay. With like fake nesting holes and stuff. Um, so to clean in the upper part, you had to get all strapped in on like the rope and like climb up and scrub up there. Would that always be a buddy situation? Yeah. So in that section, you actually had to get certified scuba and certified as a climber too. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. You had already been certified as a scuba person. Right. right? I did that in college. Yeah. So I had my scuba certification already. Right. Because you went to Belize, right? Yeah. That sounded dope. (laughs) I actually didn't scuba there. We did mostly snorkeling. Okay. Um, Because it's reef. It's, you know, your beautiful tropical reef. Mm -hmm. So most of the time in reef, it's close enough to the surface that you don't really need to scuba dive for that. Um, So there was one day that you could like pay to go scuba diving just for fun. Like it wasn't part of our like research or anything like Mm -hmm. that. Um, But that's the day I got sick from my malaria medication. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't go on that. (laughs) Yep. Don't take your malaria medication on an empty stomach. Lesson learned. Oh, did you have to take it like every day sort of No, you had to take it once a week. So I took one at the very beginning, like the day we left. Mm -hmm. And then I had to take one more while I was there. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't time it right. Like I needed to take it right before I ate. And I took it because I thought breakfast was like imminent, right? Yes. And then we ended up having to wait a little while. Oh, no. And then it was too long. And then my stomach got upset. Oh, no. (laughs) Were you scuba certified by then? Yes. I had gotten my certification. So it was something that I, like, was considering doing. But you had to pay extra money for that, too. So it was – so snorkeling was just as good there. You weren't missing anything, really, I don't think. That sounds – that sounds lovely. So I wanted to say – Oh, yeah. That the only – one of the things that was a little bit disappointing when I went to the zoo job – Mm-hmm. that I actually like better about the f- non-paid <laughs> <laughs> jobs is because I didn't get to do very much like education in that zookeeper job oh. because that zoo had a separate education department mm-hmm. that did like all the educational stuff for the visitors. So the part that I really like to do the most is the educational part. So we every once in a while, we would go and have somebody kind of, while somebody was in the exhibit, have somebody go and stand out in the, um, in like the visitor area part, because mm-hmm. it's all glass there. So yeah. it's like a separate viewing area. Um, and do some like answering questions and stuff like that while somebody was in there cleaning. Um, but most of the time we didn't do that. So I didn't really interact with like the public, which on one hand, sometimes interacting with the public is <laughs> not great. Um, but that's the thing that I like to do the most. So I like to educate people. And because if they can learn more about the animals, maybe they'll care more about the animals. And then that helps with conservation and all the rest of it. So that was a downside of going from the free job. <laughs> <laughs> To the actual zoo job. You can afford rent, but you don't get to tell people about right. the the things that you want to tell them about. Which I think is interesting because I'm like, why is this? I guess because you don't have that much time if you're a keeper. But yeah. I just think it's kind of silly to like separate the people that are actually doing the stuff with animals and then the whole other set of people do the education stuff. So I don't know. I mean, it makes sense that you'd want the people who are hands-on doing the things that can answer the questions really, really specifically. Mm-hmm. So when they ask, how many crickets does that bird <laughs> eat? You can tell them because yeah. you know, because you fed them that many crickets. That and day. that happened in the aviary because when you're in the aviary and you're feeding, you're just walking down the pathway, like where the visitors are, but mm-hmm. you don't, you have to like get your stuff done and then get out of there. Yeah. So you don't really have time. To answer people's, like, I would, like, just 
answer people's questions like as I was going, but I didn't have time to like just stand there and like talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. So, and then in that case, you're like getting the same questions like over and over and over again. Yeah. Or like you would not believe the number of ha- times I heard, Hey, that's a funny looking bird in reference to myself. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so many times. <laughs> Oh, so many dads, so many dads. <laughs> I know exactly who said it. I can imagine the person who just thinks they're a hoot and a half, which is that's okay. If he wasn't the 30th person to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. bless. Well, did you throw a cricket at him? Sure can. No, <laughs> maybe close by him. I don't remember. But to scare him a little bit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> You're so brave. <laughs> Touching bugs. Feeding birds. And you've always loved your birds. That's correct. I want to talk about pickles. Yay. We'll talk about pickles. So. Well, are we are we done with your. Yeah. With your zoo? Because sure. there's. I mean, there's endless things to talk about the zoo. But. I yes. Yes. <laughs> That's probably enough for now. Okay. It's <laughs> up to you. If you're like, real quick, I had a really sassy puffin. No? No sassy mm-hmm. puffins? Do they make no. noises, puffins? They do, but I can't replicate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you know, quick uh, quick side sidebar, that's stealing from another podcast. Anyway, uh, e- so did you watch the the most recent Star Wars? Not the Han Solo one, but the... Um... No, but I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, that. so they made yeah. those porgs. Mm-hmm. They made those... those People have a... It's a very polarizing opinion about the porgs. Mm-hmm. I think they're very cute, and they're big, giant eyeballs. And that's because they were on that cliff in Ireland where the, they were puffins, right? Yep, they are puffins, yep. And there was nothing doing, obviously. Like, I don't care if you are a part of the Star Wars franchise. You can't just move puffins. Nope. So they just had to change the puffins to be <laughs> otherworldly. And um, anyway, I thought that was really fun. Like, oh, these puffins. I was just thinking about that today because I was driving behind a car that had like a stuffed porg in the back window of uh-huh. it. And I was thinking, they can do all this CG. They can't just like erase those puffins out of the frames you know i don't know you'd think so like if maybe they didn't have the budget for it i find that impossible. i don't know that is impossible <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's a good point well i'm glad they were there because i just think they were cute i loved them. or maybe they just thought that would be cuter than erasing the, them the no critter yeah I don't know. I'm on board with their decision. Anyway, so your lifelong, because I believe this is how weird my brain is at remembering things. Wasn't your AOL handle a bird, bird related? I don't think so. Why did I think that you Maybe. were like, you're like bird watcher 95. I don't whatever. think so. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Is it creepy how much I remember about you? <laughs> But honestly, I can't really remember what my original one was because I changed it when I was like 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. So I can't remember what it was before Could have been anything. Could have been. Mm-hmm. Mine was Beatles Goo. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Like Beatles Goo 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 Yep. 
Mine in high school, mine was in Gaelic, like Scottish. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't pronounce it, so I'm not going to try. <laughs> we'll have our AOL handle uh, discussion <laughs> on the next episode. Um, you should just ask everybody that question. Yeah, everybody. What was your first AOL <laughs> handle on? Yeah. Because my brother was, <laughs> this is funny. So my my brother um, was always been a mad chemist, mad scientist. And so he was. C4 God, as in C4, the explosive, mm. because he was a teenage boy and cool, man. <laughs> but anyway, people in chat rooms, oh my gosh, everyone under 35, no, under 30, under 25. Anyway, AOL chat rooms, ask, ask a grown up. Um, they, the, with the name C4 God, they, they figured he was very religious, mm. which he is, uh, was not. Um, and so he's like, oh, I got to change it. So he changed it to C4 pyro. <laughs> anyway, being in high school is weird. Um, anyway, so we're talking about your bird pickles, pickles. mostly just cause I love the name pickles. Well, originally the very first bird we had as a pet, my mom bought it for the fam, like as a family pet when mm-hmm. I was like three, I don't know. I was little. Um, and his name was crackers. She Aww. named him Crackers. So that's where we started with like the food names. Oh. So then I had, I got Pickles later and then I had Olive Aww. and then I had uh, Sweetie Pie. <laughs> I thought was it. Those are all the budgies I had. So they were budgies. So people, sometimes people call them parakeets. They're like little green guys you see in the pet store. Those ones. Um, but Pickles was like the best one. And he lived a really long time. He did live a long time. Like, yeah. from when I knew you until college, yeah. I feel like you had him for a I long time. I think he time. was like 13 or something yeah. when he died, which is a good run for a budgie. That is, <laughs> <laughs> that is a good run for a budgie. And then you had Shadow. I had Shadow. He was a he or she. I don't really know well, what gender he was. Doesn't matter. Um, but uh, he was a cockatiel. Cockatiels live to be like, over 20 usually mm-hmm. um so he actually died a little premature because oh, no he wasn't 20 yet when he died oh, but no. i don't currently have any birds were you scared of them i think you were scared of them a little bit um weren't you i don't understand birds <laughs> the way that i understand mammals you know like cats dogs guinea pigs hamsters uh those critters i love them and want to rub them on my face i've never been like terrified of birds i have a friend um, Melissa mm-hmm. hates yeah. birds, hates them. And, uh, she's one of the bravest people I know. So it just, that always is fascinating to me <laughs> when somebody who I think is like super brave and tough and can handle anything is, uh, afraid of something that me who is afraid of everything <laughs> is not afraid of. Anyway. Um, well, they're just, you know, flying. They're flapping around too You're much. You're flapping around. Where are you going? <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, I I like them. I like them. My mom had a. Oh God. She had a canary. He, right. She got a canary. Uh, somehow we inherit by we. I mean, my mom and dad. My dad got a canary, given to him. He brings it home. Mom's not super thrilled about all of a sudden having a pet, 
but then he turns out to be the sweetest little canary. She named him Buttercup, and he would sing, and she could, like, hold him and pet him. And, like, he was very snuggly. He was wow. A, he was a very snuggly um, canary, and she was petting him once, and she... <laughs> She's like, Sarah, I, there's something wrong. I, th- he, there's a hole. There's a hole in the side of his head. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay. W- what does it look like? Is it, is it a boo-boo? Is it uh, swollen, infected or something? She's like, no, it, I mean, it looks okay. <laughs> Mom, that's his ear. That's his <laughs> ear hole is what that is. So um, she loved, they, they loved that bird. He, Yeah. And they got a huge cage for him. It was like, a, I think you, you said I it, saw it. Yeah. It was a parrot. No, no, yeah. no. Was it a parrot cage? It, it was like a cockatiel cage or something. Yeah. I don't think I knew or any, <laughs> not many people know that there are different types of cages. Well, you got to have the right width between the bars, depending oh, on what the, kind of bird you have in there. Oh. Yeah. See, I'm learning something every minute. Because <laughs> if they're, if you have a little bird and then it's too wide, obviously. Boop. They get out or they're going to get try to get out and they get like Stuck. wedged in there. Mm-hmm. But then if you have ones that are too close together and you have a bigger bird, they're going to get their toes stuck and stuff. Oh. So, yeah. Well, whatever Buttercup was in, he enjoyed himself <laughs> because he sang a lot. He sang a lot. He was a nice little bird. I'm pro bird. And I watched little uh, Brittany lives in the Santa Cruz mountain range. Is that where we are? Yep. And uh, she has a gorgeous view of the Santa Cruz mountains and of Monterey Bay, and it's paradise up here. Uh, sorry, everybody. Uh, <laughs> um, including myself, because I don't live here. And there were a family of quails. I love the quails. They're so cute. What's the dingle dangle that uh, off I their heads? I don't know why they have that. I think it's just a... a I don't Fancy? know. Just I think it's just like up. an identification thing. Like, I'm a quail, you're a quail. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's just something like that. Because the males and the females have them. Both well, of them. Well, I saw... Um, I'll show you the picture that I took of them. Because I think there were babies. Yeah, there's babies. There's like a family of them around here. Oh, then it was babies! Oh! oh I'm so happy. Yeah, they're so cute. I love the quails. And I love how they run. Yeah. Because their little legs move so fast. Yes. They were very cute, and I tried to get a picture, and one of the quails, like, give me side eye. <laughs> and I managed to get a few pictures, and then I decided to risk it so I could get a better look at them, and whew, fast. Mm-hmm. They kind of flew. Do they kind of yeah, fly? Yeah, they'll run, but then if you really scare them, they'll, like, sort of fly away, but they don't fly, like, oh. a lot. They, they just, overreact. They just fly to, like, get away, and then they'll go back to the yeah, ground. Yeah, they went to the fence. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I love them. Have you seen them out here, too? We saw them a couple of days ago. They were on the porch. Yeah. <laughs> they make a lot of noise. They were scratching a lot. Yeah. Like they made a ton of noise for being such small birds. The, this, well, the whatever these leaves are, <laughs> they're oh, everywhere. They're very, they're very rustly. Yeah. So like it sounds like there's a huge creature outside and it's like a teeny tiny bird just like rustling around in there. It's or like a lizard or something. And it sounds like. A monster is coming. <laughs> that is, uh, that's what, when I, last time I visited, because I sat outside, and I think you guys were at work, and I heard it, I'm like, what is happening? And it was, just like a squirrel mm-hmm. or something. And then as I was on the couch in here, and I heard all the rustling, I'm like, should I go look? No, because it's probably just like a bird. A pigeon is just <laughs> poking around. 
and oh, what's the bird that goes? The morning dove. Morning dove. Yeah. That's a morning dove. Everybody. And they make the butt sound when they fly away. Oh, right. The mm-hmm. the. It sounds like it's coming from their face, but it's actually coming from their wings. And their tail feathers. Their tail feathers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So if you hear the hoo-hoo-hoo in the middle of the day and thought it was an owl like I have for the last 35 years, uh, it's not. <laughs> it's a pigeon. <laughs> a morning dove. Morning mm-hmm. dove. Yep. Pigeons and doves are in the same family. You are correct. A dove is a pigeon. No, a pigeon is a dove. A pigeon is a dove. A yes. pigeon is a dove. It's, it's a rock dove. Oh. Or a feral pigeon. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> no, you'd like really? to call it. really? A feral pigeon? Yeah. I thought you were just showing, throwing some shade no. at pigeons. <laughs> it says it in the bird book. It says feral pigeon. <laughs> you have a bird book. Actually, I'm looking. She does have a bird book. Of course I have a bird <laughs> <laughs> She has. Just kidding. I have me. a multiple bird book. Yes. Um, birds. We love birds. Well, thank you, Brittany, for talking to me about birds. Do you want to talk about anything else? No, but thank you for having me. Yay. It was so much fun. I love podcasts. I'm a avid podcast consumer. Yeah, but me too. I have never been on a podcast, so thank you. This is only my third time. Uh, thank you for hosting me in your beautiful home. I'm gonna take some quails home <laughs> on the airplane, and yeah, birds! Yay, birds! Oh, I know what it is. This is how I signed off the last two with musical arm farts. <laughs> Because I didn't know how to end it, so I'm like, you know, I'll be fine. (laughs) If you would like to, there you go. Get to the meaty, get to the fleshy part. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Now is whenever I ask you to please subscribe and rate Hi, I Think You're Nice, the podcast. If you could subscribe, if you could rate it, that would really help me out big time, just so I can get my voice out there further, have more people check out the podcast, and hopefully uh, grow from there. So it really would mean the world to me if you did that. Thank you in advance. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for listening. And thank you for being a part of my life and for helping me out. Um, also, I do have a web page. So if you want to go to ithinkyournice.com, that's Y-O-U-R-E in the your. So it's you are. So ithinkyournice.com. Um, I have where the episodes are listed there. You can send me an email or a message from there. Otherwise, you can email me at Sarah at I think you're nice.com. Okay? So I hope you stay in touch. I hope you rate the show. I hope you subscribe. And I hope you continue to listen. You mean the world to me. Thank you so much. This arm fart. This arm fart's for you. Mm-hmm.